Thanks for joining us today on the Jesus Famous Podcast. Hey, today we're talking about social media and in particularly how we as Christians ought to behave online. We believe that the Apostle Paul wrote out some beautiful truths for the early church um, to embrace and to practice when it came to how they interacted with each other and came into arguments with each other. And we believe that these same truths and practices are applicable to our day, to our cultural moment, especially as we're considering how to hold ourselves online. And so we pray that this conversation today is helpful for you as you kind of navigate your online presence. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation. Nate, when was the last time you logged on to Facebook? Oh, wow. I can't remember. <laughs> I remember you saying... I'm not, I mean, I'm not on Facebook. I have I have an account right. with where I'm friends with like seven family members. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even really want to be talking about this right now because that's kind of my policy. Yeah. I, I, I got one because I thought, yeah, you know, seems like my... 10 or 12 family members that are out there that are on Facebook, this would be a great way to like, I don't know, keep in touch with them or whatever. And yeah. then I just never just no bookmark, no app. Just it's not a part of my life. <laughs> yeah. At all. Yeah. So I remember you saying like two years ago, you're like, Hey man, I'm going for like the super log off. And I was like, what does that mean? And you're like, I'm out, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to be yeah. on this thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. I got up to like a thousand friends at one point. Boom. And I think once I got there, it just felt like I'm fulfilled now. You've you've met your goal. Yeah. Yeah. You've arrived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it just it just uh it didn't uh didn't do it for me. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I think a lot of introverts probably can relate, mm. you know, to that. So Yeah, I feel that, man. Yeah. I feel that. But you're on social media, you got a Twitter account, you have a Instagram that someone kind else runs That's yeah <laughs> i do yeah no i'm just not a i'm not a big uh, social media person yeah um some of that is partly conviction mm-hmm. that's personal right I right set that tone for yeah. sure you know it's it's definitely a personal conviction that i have some of it is um personal weakness mm. you know i've gone yeah. through like i had instagram for a while where i just felt slightly addicted yeah. to it you oh, know yeah. like, why am i checking this right now um and just thought man why do i want to have this battle in my life all the time mm. uh, and then some of it had to do with uh, uh well there's a book called deep work by cal newport and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's about how people who are thinkers and producing thought mm-hmm. content matter you know just really his advice was like don't do social media Mm, like you you don't have time to do that you need to be thinking writing creating and uh i don't know yeah i mean i realize that some guys like are able to get lots of sermon fodder and think through big subjects by being immersed in the social media world i've i haven't found that it's entirely balanced with what it reality is you Mm. know and what it seems like people it's like everybody's talking about this 
And yeah. then I like kind of cruise around and actually talk to real human beings. And right. I'm like, oh, wow. Like nobody's talking about this. <laughs> but <laughs> out there, yeah. it seems like, it, you know, this subject is now the subject of the week, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Not that those cultural conversations shouldn't be addressed and talked about. And I have ways sure. to keep in touch with that generally. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it just, I've seen my productivity what I'm able to teach and think about and study, I've seen that only increase by being oh, less yeah. engaged with social media than uh, more engaged. So uh, that's absolutely. not really what this podcast that we're about hey, to do is about. Hey, that's a good word, though. Hey, and by the way, if you could share this podcast on social media, oh, it'd be do really it, helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blast Facebook with this thing, man. <laughs> no, that's cool just to hear like, your insight into that and kind of your rhythm for life too. Everybody's got to make those personal decisions about what social media they use yep. and how much they're on it and everything. Totally. So, yeah. For me, it's not like a judgment kind of thing. I don't oh, yeah, feel totally. like people that are engaged in it are weaker than me or something like right. that. If anything, I feel like part of the reason I just couldn't do it as much was because of a weakness hmm. that I had, you know, whether it was just like an addictive thing or also just not of being emotionally healthy enough to process oh, dude, everything absolutely. that I was reading or uh -huh. seeing or exposed to feelings of jealousy that you're like, well, wow, this is weird. Like I need to get over this, oh, but why so am I real. putting this in my Crazy. face all the time? You know? So yeah. uh, if anything, it's just like, I'm not, I'm not mature enough to handle it. <laughs> That's a cool self-awareness. I, I love that, man. Well, this article you wrote, um, it sprung out of some of the study you did, which is, pretty fun but this is called the apostle paul might have created a facebook code of conduct <laughs> i just love that title man you pulled this from first corinthians chapter six um obviously paul's not talking about facebook in this passage but he's talking about some just conduct like a code of conduct for christians between mm -hmm. other christians can you talk to us about this passage what was paul um speaking to the corinthians about yeah this this whole article came to me after we went as a church at a very brisk pace on Tuesday nights through the book of 1 Corinthians. Mm -hmm. And after going through 1 Corinthians 6, where the front half of that chapter, Paul talks to them about this tendency that they had where they were suing one another. They were taking right. each other to court. Uh, I was just wrestling with what are some personal applications of that today. Mm -hmm. So Paul's big thing about why they shouldn't sue each other, it's interesting because I feel like he could have probably taken a few different angles, like you need to love each other, so why yeah. are you suing each other? Or we're one body, so when you hurt each the other, you're hurting yourself, you know, or something like that. There's a right. lot of different arguments I think he could have taken. But his big argument was, you're doing this in front of the non-believing world. Yeah, right. And you're bringing this dishonor into the church because you're doing this in front of the non-believing world. And, and one of the things he said was, there's going to come a day where you are judging the angels. Hmm. It's like a deep theological yeah. statement that he makes. Like You are going to judge the angels one day. And so... You can't even adjudicate little matters like this. This is embarrassing. You yeah. are embarrassing yourself in front of 
the citizens of Corinth, this has got to stop. You know, you're bringing shame hmm. uh, into the body of Christ by the way you're treating each other in that public way. So to be honest, you know, when I taught that chapter to the church, you know, I tried to just explain it, you know, take everybody through it. But I, I kind of just felt like I whiffed on a real strong personal application mm. for our own lives today. You know, I mean, obviously there's the application of don't sue each right. other. Yeah. Um, but it was only after I got done teaching it that I just thought, you know, his big thing was the public witness, hmm. the public witness. And obviously it's not just a Facebook related concept, but right. it, it, that seems to be something that Christians would do well to think a little bit more about. Yeah, like, absolutely. how is this going to come off this mm-hmm. way that we argue with each other or argue with the non-believing world, the vehemence, the anger, the hatred, when that comes out, even if we're right hmm. in our message, we're wrong in our methodology of communicating that That's message. Good. And so we've lost, yeah. you know, we, we've forgotten the goal. And so we're not going to get the goal of conversions, people being open to hearing the gospel. Hmm. We're not going to get there because we have embarrassed ourselves in front of right. the witness of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, some Christians feel the need to engage vigorously online because they feel like they're defending the Christian faith. Um, I just want to ask you, do you feel like there's a place for that online? And how would a Christian go about course, doing that yeah. in a way that's loving to their neighbor and honoring God? Yeah, with a lot of respect. Yeah. Um, without ever letting yourself get pulled into the animosity, being yeah. reactive, being personally offended or hurt um but with calmness you know to engage with somebody uh, with a willingness to disengage when it's taking a turn or a uh, mood that just isn't right you know so i really admire people that have that kind of gifting and that kind of ability to with great maturity Hmm. um i to me it takes like i've been I've spent, you know, I wrote my first book five years ago, six years ago. I've been spending, you know, the last two and a half years, I've probably written 300,000 words. Um, and I still don't feel like I have would have the ability to engage mm. verbally in the written form in those kind of forums. Like it's just to be able to communicate yourself well. Oh, yeah. It's just so hard to come <laughs> off the right way. So... It takes a lot of gifting, a lot of skill, a lot of tact. But really for me, like I wasn't even with this article thinking about people like that that are more like mm. defenders of the faith or explaining Christianity, which is just such a, an important role. I was mm. more thinking of like the way that Christians will publicly debate certain things together. Yeah, yeah. And some of the, the anger or the yeah. tones or the getting caught up in things that are just so clearly secondary, if you can even say they're secondary and that, that, that is hurting, you know, our witness yeah. to be majoring on those things in such an angry kind of way, yeah. putting put downs, um, insults, uh, all caps, 
multiple exclamation yeah. ex, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking exclamation for? points exclamation <laughs> points you know like just all being stuff. being all of those things it's just it's mm. just unsettling it's not like Christ and and um, just ultimately not going to really get us anywhere yeah with that do you feel like I mean, I know like as, as Christians, as people who follow the Lord, we have strong convictions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like it's worth Christians presenting bold ideas online, um, even if it could cause like some controversy? Controversy? Should we even do it, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think so. It's part of the reason why I write online, you know, and I'm trying to become bolder and bolder yeah. in the different concepts that I'm putting forth and things that I'm... <laughs> talking about although i tend to be i tend to to be pretty moderate you know as far as like i'm not really i I, there's lots of room for conversation and the secondary kind of things some people there's just not a lot of room in in those secondary kind of things for me though the question so because in, in in matters like that, it's not that you've personally attacked me mm-hmm. and I just can't handle it, so I'm just going to blast you online. Mm-hmm. It's more of like we're having a dialogue. We're having a discussion. Right. We're trying to you know, talk things through. The question, though, that Paul asked the Corinthians when it came to the lawsuits thing, he actually asked the, these questions. He said, why not rather suffer wrong? Why not right. rather be defrauded? Like he actually asked those yeah. questions. I, I'd venture to say probably most believers, if you just asked them those questions about online like behavior, they they would have no clue that those questions were in the Bible mm. anywhere. But Paul was asking them, you know, like, hey, have you guys ever thought about this? Like, what mm. if, what if like you just got cheated? Yeah. And just walked and away and you lost. Like actually maybe you won, hmm. you know, maybe you won. And it always feels like there's a sense or there's often a sense with people hmm. of, I got to get that last word in there. I got to do that last, like mic drop. Totally. Crushed you. <laughs> no comeback possible kind of statement. Yeah. But like, what about just, no, man, you just destroyed me. You defrauded. Hmm. I'm suffering wrong. And Paul's like, why not just rather do that? Yeah. You know? So, wow, such interesting to think about. Yeah. I'm not saying I really even know how all this works out. And, you know, it's it's just like the Wild West to me. Like, I just, I don't know how it should all work. <laughs> I just know that sometimes there's a tone that's just distasteful. And it comes, it seems like, from a place of defensiveness. And yeah. that's where these lawsuits seem mm-hmm. to have been coming from as well in first in uh, for the Corinthian church. And so being willing to say, mm, I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to be my uh, self-defender. Mm. You know, I think if it came to... Uh, Paul wasn't like rebuking them for like, how could you guys have lawsuits that are helping people that are right. disenfranchised or helping children that are being abused? Like, it wasn't that... Yeah. You know, why he's not asking the question, why not rather let them suffer wrong? Why not rather let them be defrauded? He wasn't saying that, you know, Paul would stand up for defrauded, hurt people all the time. That's what the gospel mm. does. But just personally, like, hey, can you absorb that? Is that going to be okay? Like, can you handle going through a little bit of 
Like I was misunderstood. I was criticized. Hmm. It's a hard thing to deal with though. It you really know? is. Yeah. But that was Paul's challenge to them because otherwise they would fire back at each other in public in court and right. the non-believing world would watch it and say, I thought this was supposed to be a loving community and look what I'm seeing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I feel like I've, I've been not in that kind of situation exactly, but I've been in some definite situations where I've been misunderstood online or somebody's, yeah, I've misunderstood them or they misunderstand me. And it's mm-hmm. not even maybe even like a heated thing, but it's just like even just talking online sometimes can get kind of confusing. And especially if you're in a church setting where you're seeing that person on a week to week basis, oh man, it's just so good just to be able to talk about those things with grace and love and to not let them. I mean, I think it's really good just to talk in person, honestly, if you can, or on the phone or something like that, um, especially when things get a little scary online. Yeah. But um, yeah, so real word about absorbing some of that a little bit and just be like, I'm just going to, that's just going to be the end of it. I'm going to be the one who just lets that mm-hmm. dissolve. Um, this is a little bit of a shorter episode, Nate. I thought this would be fun just to talk about just a couple of these different things. But just as we wrap it up, do you have any other thoughts about just how, you know, Christians can behave online? Like what's a good way to kind of operate online when you're talking to people? Yeah. Oh man. It's just uh, stay away. (laughs) That might be one way. Get off, log off. Yeah. You know, I think what you just said about understanding where these conversations are really actually helpful yeah is is really good you know it's really good i had a i had a moment uh, a couple months ago where for about an hour i had comments activated on my blog yeah yeah and it kind of freaked me out i thought this is what i need to do like bloggers do that you Mm. know but the thing is like i'm not blogging about like fashion right you know blogging about some controversial things you know as far as the culture is concerned yeah Um, for sure i'm blogging about theological things Mm -hmm. and so i started reading a little bit and and i i started realizing like no there's a there's a line of argument out there or thought out there that says you know if if you want to do your best work and say your boldest things Mm. then you probably shouldn't have comments available because inevitably what happens is you start writing for the commenters and you start writing with a fear Mm -hmm. even if you're really bold you start writing with a fear about what that person's gonna say Mm -hmm. and that will keep you from saying the things that are really helpful to people that aren't commenting that need to hear it and then i also read one guy that said that his work week went was uh, decreased by 20 hours when he deleted comments from his blog oh my goodness and i just thought yeah that's just not that's not the calling of god you know on my life and um you know i want to write but just understanding that where some of those conversations are better had you know that there are individual you know times to speak with people and you know share with people and corrections need to be given you know to to talk about it to have face-to-face conversations you know those are more helpful you tend to get a little bit further than just quick you know 140 character you know comments or 
or, uh, you know, Facebook tirades or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. So just understanding the limitations of the context that you're in. There's only so far that they're going to take you and realizing that there's something better about a personal touch. If you'd like any more content from Pastor Nate, you can always find more resources at nateholdridge.com or calvary.com. And if you'd like to stay in touch just with what Pastor Nate is speaking about and writing about on a regular basis, you can go to nateholdridge.com and sign up for his newsletter there. Also, be on the lookout for Pastor Nate's new book called Let Us Hear. It's coming out soon and you can pre-order it today online. Thanks again for joining us today in this conversation. And until next time, God bless you.